0: Oh, South Kakalaka!
1: Don't you dare be sour! Clap for your world famous two-time champs and feel the power! It's a new game, yes it is! For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to 12-Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news, the home of the beta Rank college football statistical model and your home for Pac-12 gambling advice. And uh, took one on the chin last week, took one on the chin last week, although it wasn't, wasn't a disaster, but uh, just just some crazy nut, nut-bound games that that happened all over, not just the Pac-12, but all over the uh, the college football atmosphere. Now, I'm Brian Conger. Thanks for joining us. A big shout-out to Dave Castor, my grandpa. Thanks for tuning in as we work through week... Ten, uh, we're gonna come back bigger, faster, stronger, Grandpa. Don't worry about it. Uh, it was, uh, it was a tough week last week, but we will learn our lessons. We're back in the lab, and joining me as always is Mr. Rob Barrow from Sharp College Football. What's going on, Rob? Oh no, I'm, i I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's been, a, it's been a crazy ride this college football season. We were
1: talking a little bit about some of the the kind of bonkers, bonkers numbers for college football this year.
0: It's, it's, it's crazy a lot of so you know we tried to cover the the top three things or like some big storylines that happened last week and and for me you know i wasn't scared of the large spreads uh this past week you know you had colorado was playing asu uh arizona was playing usc uh and and they're like basically it was all 17 point spreads ucla stanford etc and then You just have these just freaking insane things happen throughout like the week, right? Colorado gets a special team's backdoor cover in the fourth quarter. Um, USC inexplicably, and we'll talk about this as we break down the game, uh, kicks an onside kick uh, only up like 14 against Arizona. And USC's defense is just trash. And so that that didn't work out well. I mean, they still won the game, but they... Literally gave Arizona a chance to take that game from them. Uh, th- there was a couple other things that happened. This oh yeah, freaking Utah! You know what? Utah fans, we have we are this podcast is built on the on the strong shoulders of Utah fans. Not one of you listeners were like, "Hey, Brian Rob, maybe you should pick Washington State because oh, I don't know our starting quarterback, our starting run back, running back, and our freaking kicker are not going to be <laughs> on the road at Wazoo. That would have been that would have been helpful."
1: <laughs> Where is our inside internet? now? Apparently they didn't know till like warm ups that Rising wasn't going to go, but um yeah, that was brutal.
0: If you, if, even if I would have known that Thomas and the kicker were out, I would have right. taken – I would have take cuz we were we were waffling on Washington State Anywhere or I was. You you picked Washington State. I was waffling on Utah like I knew the spot that they were getting into. And by the way, like it's credit to Utah, right? Like they, they won that game straight up. Now there was some weird, there was a couple weird calls in that game, but, for, but Utah straight up went into the Palouse against a good defense with a backup quarterback, a backup running back and no kicker. And they won that game. <laughs> Like right. that, that's shout out to you, Utah. I know we've been kind of down on the youths this year, but I thought that was especially in the Pac-12 where crazy stuff happens. It's on a Thursday night, like I thought that was an interesting game. Anything jump out for you, Rob?
1: No, I mean I think like what really jumped out for me this week was like I mean UCLA can like other than the Oregon game continues to pile up pretty impressive performances, right? Um, so like keep an eye like we're gonna we're kind of cruising towards. November 19th when we have Utah at Oregon and USC at UCLA do like keep an eye I mean the Bruins don't have any real massively tough games ahead of them um, before they get there they've got Arizona state and then they have Arizona and then they're gonna get USC but this like keep an eye on the Bruins like that uh you know like Like they did like they they played well, better than it looked under the hood against Oregon. Um, But they had compared to the way some other teams have gone out and played against Stanford, like UCLA went out and played pretty well. Um, You know, I mean, like the the, the, this could be the death rattle of Stanford. I mean, I I don't think they're going to put much together out of this.
0: I just, but, I, I love how they went on the road to beat Notre Dame in the midst of this. Like it's just yeah. the most inexplicable game, like in, in, yes. in a year of inexplicable games. Right. Right. Um, and I would say too, like, I mean, the other one, um,
1: worth, I think pointing out and like movement and where the model is re- grading teams is like Washington state had a pretty bad offensive performance against Utah and the model just mostly downgraded Washington state for that. Um, they continue to fall off offensively. They're now at number six overall in beta rank. And it's really made me question hiring Eric Morris, like whether he was actually the offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Cause he was the head coach, but I don't know if he was calling plays. Um, I mean, as well as cam war, I mean like none, like offensively, I don't think the OC or the quarterback are really working at this level. Um, so it's worth, I mean, keeping that in your back pocket because like they did get a bump, I think an unfair bump, of course, because rising didn't play. Um, and the model doesn't see that. So they sit at number 19 defensively in beta rank right now. They're probably more like, you know, in the like 25 ish range defensively. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see because I do think Dickert and Ward are really good at what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. I think you can sort of ca- probably count on Washington State as long as they are there being decent defensively. Just something to keep an eye on, on whether Morris keeps his job as offensive coordinator because this is bad.
0: Oh, it's bad. And it was so funny. There was some random – it was somebody that like was not from the West Coast, does not listen to or watch college uh, Pac-12 football And, and he like tweeted out, he goes like, basically said, bro, why is this Washington state team throwing a, like a ton of tunnel screens? And I'm like, yes, that guy, that, that, even that guy knows that this offense is garbage.
1: No, they can't trust Ward. But I mean, I I also, I would, I mean, I, 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 once upon a time I I tweeted out some things about Cam Ward and I had a member of Cam Ward's family, like DM me that I was an idiot. Um, (laughs) But the, I stand I stand by all of them. Like none of this, none of this is working right now. Um, and I think if for Dicker, like the fact that you really do have one side of the ball sort of solved. Like just don't sit on a bad hand. Like Morris clearly isn't working. Like hopefully they make a change.
0: Yeah, I mean like Pac-12 is becoming Pac-12, right? Like it's it funny. Our our friend uh, Max Meyer was talking about like how the Pac-12 defies math. And, uh, yeah. but the thing here is like some of these spots were just mm. like uh, there, there was a, the, it, it wasn't like, you know, the, the USC Arizona game, like USC still should have covered that, but for, I feel like I'm yeah. a, in the Supreme court, but, but for the, you know, the onside kick, you know, ASU was winning handily. And then right. all of a sudden these 14, <laughs> points, I mean, it's just, it, it's just a, it's a funky, and and Oregon and UCLA to their credit did what they were supposed to do which is wipe the floor right. with bad defenses and, and that's what they did. Um, so we'll have we'll have to keep a look on those things. Let's get into all the games from week 9 and cover all the games coming up in week 10. And let's do it right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment
1: and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: All right, we're back. Talking Pac-12 football, talking Pac-12 football. What a freaking week it was. What a week it shall be, as we move forward, all all teams are on the, the schedule. We have six games this week. Six games. And um, let's start, Rob. Let, let's start with Washington State at Stanford. How about that? Pac-12 Network. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Lead up into uh, what, what should be a fascinating uh, week with some other games on the line. Uh, you have Washington State is a five-point favorite on the road against Stanford. And I, I'm i fascinated by by this spread. I thought uh, – I mean, I think we we know what Washington State is and we, we know what Stanford is. Is that a fair statement, right? Like some of these other teams, like Cal, yeah. I still – I'm still mm, – I don't quite know what I'm getting into when I watch a Cal game. Um, I don't quite know what I'm getting into when I watch a Utah game. But I absolutely know what's going on when I'm going to watch Stanford, Washington State.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game <laughs> – so this game, like Bangerink has this is Washington State by seven, um, and that to be like I think that feels fairly reasonable. Um, <clears throat> you know, like the one <clears throat> watch out I would have here is Washington State um, when they are on offense. Stanford has been Stanford has been horrendous defending the run this season, but their defense is actually a little bit improved. They're sitting at 60 overall in beta rank. Now, this is still a really, really bad defense. <laughs> this is a bad power five defense. Um, but they've improved significantly off of where they were last year. They're getting a Washington State offense that kind of stinks, you know, and like yeah. is, is absolutely struggling. Washington State struggles to run the football, but Stanford's pretty good against the pass. Like they do a really good job limiting yards per yards per attempt. Um, compared to like now they can get gutted by running the football. But the thing is, and, and we've seen this is like their teams, you know, and I said this about Lincoln Riley, like Lincoln Riley against Arizona wanted to make art and not money. Like he just, he, he did not stick with running the football, right? Like he wanted to, he wanted to carve up Arizona in the air. Um, you will not run the football even when it is to their advantage too. Yeah. Um, and like they should show up and run the ball right at Stanford. I mean, the part of Stanford's defense that's, and we've talked about this for a while, the part that sort of works is Dwayne Aquinas back end on that defense, right? Like the, the, the front seven still is largely working less well against the run. Now you flip it around though. And here's where it's like, you know, it's, it's basically like, do you think Washington state can win by more than a field goal? You know, almost because it is Stanford's offense is at 98 overall um, and and they're struggling. Washington State, like I said, they're probably not at 19, but they're definitely, you know, in the top 25 range for a defense. I mean, I think they're absolutely going to gut the Stanford offense.
0: The thing that makes me worried if I'm uh the five Stanford fans, one that listens to this podcast, by the way, is it seems like. You know, back there, I'm I'm a big fan. I I think that the quarterback play has been, like, you know, I I don't want to overstate how how good Tanner McKee is, but he's a competent quarterback that can throw deep, but yeah. he doesn't have the time, man. And I like Washington State's defensive line. That's the one thing, like, because when I looked at this, I thought five, like, oh, that's sneaky, right? Because Washington State can't run the football, so they're running right. into the weakness of Stanford, um, right. But the, the the other but would be, uh, you know, and, like, they're not going to be able to throw because the secondary is actually decent at Stanford. The thing that worries me is, like, I trusted Utah's defense to just put an end to this nonsense with the, all these screens and tunnel screens and bubble screens and all that stuff. And they did. For the most part, they did. They made that offense look dumb because it's dumb. I don't know. <laughs> <It's very dumb. laughs> I don't know how disciplined Stanford's linebacking core is and some of their some of their secondary players. I we like that guy
1: Revere. They never throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> their tight end H back is actually kind of fun. Um you know, like uh but yeah, I'm with you. Like I we talked about this like like and we've seen this with and, and Louisville did this to Wake. Um, in that game this week was like that slow mesh that wake and Stanford run. It's susceptible to, if you can collapse the pocket, right? Like if you can really put pressure on the pocket quickly and get on it, then you can really give this problems. And UCLA absolutely collapse. I mean, the book's out, right? Like Stanford cannot protect McKee running this slow mesh. Um, and, And that's a real, I mean, that is a real, real problem coming into this game. We Stanford can't really run the ball. They don't seem to be able to throw the ball. I mean, I think this like, I can't like David Shaw is the most stubborn person on God's green earth. (laughs) But like, I just don't, I mean, like it's things have to change. I mean, this season is so bad um, despite the Notre Dame win, right? Like I just, I'm going to take Washington state here because I just think. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is there a lot to really, do you feel like there's a lot to cover? I mean, like, that, that Stanford UCLA game was just a clinic by UCLA. I mean, Stanford was completely MIA offensively.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, it's just how do you, how many points are they going to score through the air? Like, cause I, I can see, I, I trust the corner, the number six, the guy in the right, and I apologize, Washington State fans, but whatever, he's really good. The other, yeah. the rest of the secondary, I'm kind of worried about, um, and I think they're safety. Like there's been some injuries in the secondary too, um, so even but if they've done they've done a good
1: job. I mean, they did a good job against SC, who has a bunch of talented receivers, right? Um, I I don't think that there's anything quite that daunting. Like what would worry me in this game was if Stanford hit some big plays. Yeah. Right. And I can't predict that. <laughs> you know, like if Stanford randomly hits some big ones in this game, I still don't. I, I would be what would surprise me in this game is if Stanford was able to consistently
0: drive the ball and move it down the field. Yeah. Gosh darn. Okay. Um, five's good. Like I looked at this initially, and I thought, well, that's kind of dumb. But I, I just I just don't trust Washington State's offense to be able to do anything interesting. So. Right. Gosh darn, am I gonna take Stanford? I can't. I can't I can't do it. Um what did it open
1: at? It opened at this is always fun. I always like to see like uh where things open at and where they end up at. It probably, opened at four. It opened at four and it's come up to five. Beta scouted got it at seven. Yeah. So sharps agree that four was low. I mean, now five may be about the right number, but
0: it's a good line. Okay. Um give me give me Stanford. I'll take them. I'll take the points.
1: I know. I take it Wazoo. like
0: my, my, my worry. My worry is that, that, that like the, the defense isn't, um, isn't good enough or like, isn't disciplined enough to be able to just stop the screens because I don't know if there's anything else. Like, I just, I don't think Washington state, they they have that little guy back there that's able to run the ball, but like that guy gets banged up and, uh, Jenkins. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll take the points. It's at Stanford. Like I, I get it. I, 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 um, um, I like, I, I, I just want Washington state to, to be able to move the ball. I don't know if they'll be able to, to even against this, uh, front seven of Stanford and, and then you know, anything to mention on Washington state. I mean, like, I just feel like there isn't that much to cover. It was, it was the basic, this like, they are who they are now. We we kind of have an idea. Right. The front seven's decent. Um, I thought they were, I, th-
1: I mean, they're, they're a good defense. They're good against the run. They're good against the pass. They're not like, they don't specialize particularly in either. You know, like and that's the backbone of this team, Um, you know, like what would be interesting in this game is if like it does Ward tuck it more because I think he's he he is a more of a danger running the ball than anyone else on their
0: team. Yeah, that's very true. That's something to keep a look out for. And last thing to mention is there was a couple of calls in that Washington State game on Thursday night that like did not go Washington State's way. And so I just want, I want to, I I just, I'm putting that asterisk there because uh, yes, they lost to Utah. I thought Utah played well, given the, the hand, like, I don't think that backup quarterbacks all that good. Um, and they were still able to win, but there was a couple like personal foul calls and just some, some shenanigans in that game that, that made me a little frustrated. So, um, all right, let's go to, let's go Colorado, Oregon, Colorado freaking backdoor cover. Kick a uh, punt return to, to be able to, to take care of business. Uh, I, I took ASU in this game because I thought Trenton Borquet or Borquet is is actually decent and he would be decent against Colorado, and he certainly was. 435 yards, three touchdowns. The worry, Rob, the worry here is the defense of ASU. There is no scenario outside of 17 turnovers where your defense should be giving up 34 points to Colorado. Uh, JT Shrout did have a, a pick. And, um, but for the most part, like, if you look at this Fox score, Rob, I was, like, I, wa- I was watching this game on mute, um, and just kind of chuckling, but 13 to 34 for 222 yards.
1: Ouch, dude. I mean, so we talked, I mean, uh, and two TDs, right? Like, and, and not only that, they had a hundred yard rusher. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, ASU's defense is bad. They're at 89 right now in beta rank. Um, the offense is improving. They sit at 54 right now. Um, and you're, in particular, I think you're right, um, you know, about Borghett. I I don't know. If I mispronounce that, correct me. Um, but, yes, like I, I, I think that they're <clears throat> largely heading in the right direction. Um, you know, and they're – the, at least offensively, and Aguano called plays like they only play Colorado. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, I, I thought like, I mean, you Colorado's defense is now they have they've actually managed to eclipse Arizona as the worst defense in the Pac-12. <laughs> um, so there's that, right? Like Colorado's Colorado's defense is really bad, I, and so like you know ASU should should take their, you know, take the automatic, you know, take the automatic good game offensively. Um, but you're right. I mean, like the, the, what killed them here, I mean, giving up 359 yards in total to the buffs, um, that wasn't great. And it, it, their, their defense fell back a little bit afterwards and, and like coming into this week, right. Like, you know, UCLA, um, you know, Bader and has UCLA is a bigger favorite than Vegas does here for sure.
0: Yeah. It just it was a it's frustrating because like I th- I thought uh, Borca was going to be decent and he was he was able to take care of business. I do think there's some limitations there. Like remember he's the Pajama yeah. Ball, like champion of the world, and and, right. and the team loves him. So I get all that stuff. I think they come up against another like, and I'm assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback next week because he should be. Um, right. But I do think that like you know there there is a scenario where. All right, the book's out on this guy. Let's let's cut this crap out. Um, so just just keep a look at that. As for Colorado, like uh, I mean, they were able to Like I just I wouldn't hang my hat on anything that they did this game. Uh, now they now they have Oregon at home. The spread rob is thirty one and a half points. Uh, I'm gonna take them. I think it's that's like, a lot of freaking points. I get it, right? Oregon Oregon is just just stomping on people and i appreciate that right like what right. they what they've been able to do has been really solid um but to be able to go up against colorado right like and, and i and, and we should mention right they covered the spread against cal but there was two picks with plumber um i I don't, I don't think there was a scenario really where like cal is ever going to win this game but uh right but but the offense like you know, the offense is, is cooking. They scored in 21 points in like one quarter is, is like some hot stuff. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this team has, has that like fifth gear to go on the road on a dumb, on a dumb, dumb game against a dumb, dumb team at a dumb, dumb altitude.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the thing that terrifies me about this game is Oregon's defense sucks. Like, Right, like they're at 83 in Beta Rank. I mean, they're kind of like they and USC are kind of like mirror images of each other, right? Like they have, they both have excellent offenses. Um, you know, like like they're both top ten offenses, and they're going to absolutely like score a ton against Colorado, right? Like Colorado's defense is at 121 in Beta Rank. But like that's a lot of that is a lot of points against I mean like Oregon shit like or, like I would say like in a nor, like normally I'd be like yeah or like beta rank has Oregon at 30 almost 37 here. Um but what terrifies me is Oregon's defense is at 83 overall in beta rank and like teams that like Colorado against Comparable, like against bad defenses, as we saw against ASU, like now, like maybe ASU is going to sit there, like maybe it's Oregon, like you don't get the, you know, punt return touchdown or something like that in there. But let's say you get the, you know, like do you think, like, do you think Colorado, like, where do you think Colorado scores, list Yeah. Because I think, yeah. I think they can get into like 24.
0: So, so I, I that's interesting because I was going to go the other way, right? Because ASU with with like you know pajama ball champion which, which again I appreciate um, dropped 42 on Colorado like right what, like what's Oregon gonna do
1: right like right but you say that but like I mean ASU scored nearly every time they had the ball like can what, how is Oregon going to outdo that by that much right it's the same thing as like USC in theory should have covered against Arizona USC's defense is so bad they couldn't yeah like USC scored almost every time they had the ball, but they can't stop anybody. <laughs> like it's almost like well, like that's i was just like uh, I worry about Oregon's, I don't know. I mean, and this sounds crazy because like they just covered against Cal. Um and Cal's offense is as bad as Colorado's. It just worries me. Like I'm I'm gonna end up taking Oregon, but like I just want to put on the record. Like I have some hesitation. Like I think they're, it's not that I don't think Oregon's really good. I just think they have a really bad defense.
0: So I, I think Oregon scores at least 45, um, possibly 52. And then I'm looking right. Like what's JT shroud going to do?
1: like what's he's going to throw the ball all over this terror just oh. i don't know if he's <laughs> like I mean, this oregon this oregon defense is at 107 in effective pass like they are oregon is giving up 2.7 points per drive so far this year and they are getting torched in the air
0: Like deon smith uh I, i'm sorry i'm gonna change i'm like this is such a dumb game
1: I guess you said like it is such a stupid game like Oregon because like, if Oregon in any way takes its foot off the gas with this bad defense like
0: oh it's 36 uh, like, Rob, what, kill, what is it's 36 and a half is that is that's that, where the that changed anything for you
1: that's where the um that's where the
0: line is right now yeah I sorry I said 32 it's 36 and a half
1: like, Batering's got it at 36.99. Like, and I think is probably a little high. Yeah. I oh, I can't take, I mean, like, I'm going to take, oh, my God, 36 and a half. Like,
0: That's oh. a lot. Like, they're not going to score. No, any-
1: I'm taking Colorado. That's too many points with this crap Oregon defense. Yeah. I say that, like, Colorado could absolutely do something incredibly stupid and, like, turn the ball over, like, three times, and that'll be it. Um, but like I mean yeah like some of those like Oregon's given up some garbage time points like everyone's given up some garbage time points in Pac-12 play this year like their defense like they give up 24 points to Cal Cal's offense is three blind mice unless they're playing Arizona
0: yeah here's here's basically if you're going to take Colorado you are betting that Colorado's scoring 17 points can Colorado score 17 points against uh, against Oregon
1: yes I genuinely believe that like <laughs> there's there's no part there's no part of anyone that should think that like Oregon can hold hold them under that. Okay. I mean if they can, that would be awesome because like then Oregon's defense is pro- like this is one of those ones of like if you're one of the teams within the Pac12 right now like most of the games that are left on your schedule there's no like There's no chance to impress like you're not going to like move up in the model by like beating the pants off Colorado. Like your only thing that you might do is move down (laughs) by by not winning by enough. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. I'll take Colorado 36 and a half. Let's go like that's 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 a lot of a lot of points.
1: I got bet up in a hurry like that opened at 31.
0: Yeah, that's what I had.
1: it. It opened at 29. Which I is, got bad uh, up fast.
0: Yeah, that, that's pro- that's probably the biggest line movement of the year for for a Pac-12. Team. No,
1: so like, uh, who's Illinois playing this week? Like Illinois and like Beta rank was like fully on this with them. Illinois is Michigan State. It opened at ten. Beta rank has it at eighteen. It moves up to seventeen in a day. <laughs>
0: Which is right, right? Like Illinois is legit good, and Michigan State's yeah. legit bad. But yeah,
1: Illinois has legitimately really good defense. Michigan State is completely falling apart, and some of them maybe go to jail.
0: So <laughs> yeah, Lord. Um, okay, all right. Let's move on. I, I mean, like anything about Colorado against Cal. I mean, Oregon against Cal.
1: Yeah, sorry. I mean, I thought this was a good perform. I mean, <clears throat> this was again a really good perform. I mean, Nick Nicks had the two interceptions. Um but I thought this overall was a really good performance for Oregon. Um, again, they show it like they have a really dynamic offense, um, and I want to call it like they're currently sitting at number five offensively overall in Beta Rank. Like, like they are loaded for bear offensively this season. They are a lot of fun um, on the offensive side of the football.
0: Okay, well let's do let's do UCLA number twelve UCLA on the road against Arizona State. And, you know, both these teams, we've talked a little bit about their game. We can dive in a little bit more. Um, As we approach the game, ASU is a 10.5-point underdog at home against UCLA. And uh, UCLA is just cooking on offense. Like you mentioned, Rob, I totally agree where, I mean, even against Oregon, they were able to – wait, did they not punt the whole game? Like, during – when they played Oregon? Yeah, they didn't
1: punt. Like, (laughs) they had some field goals, they had some turn – like, you know – um,
0: but like they move the ball and they're going to move the ball against ASU. What, 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 what's ASU's run defense here?
1: So ASU's run defense right now sits at number 90. They sit at number 99 in effective rush. They're at 71 in effective pass. But like UCLA, they're at seven in effective rush 14 in effective pass. Well, we just talked about Oregon being number five offensively. UCLA is at number six. Um, they're a really, really good football team. In their own right, like they had a really bad game at Oregon, things didn't go their way. But like, like I said, like largely they have played really well so far
0: this season. Uh, ASU, a different, they they're legit a different team now. I mean, like they are able to move the ball more. Um, I'm just, I'm curious, what's UCLA's pass defense at?
1: So they're at 67, and where UCLA really struggles is like you can drive on them, and that's where I think this is kind of interesting for. Um this this yeah, this game here. Because like UCLA doesn't give up a ton of big plays. They're 12 in explosive drives. They don't force enough three and outs in turnovers, relatively speaking. They're at 33 there. Where they struggle is they're at 127 in drive efficiency. Like you can turn long drives into points against this team, no problem. <laughs> like it's so, like I think they've done a good job like taking big plays out of the equation um, for the most part, but <clears throat> they're they're still giving up. Like they're at 22 you know, raw points per drive so far this season. Um, I just uh, like ASU, like to your point, like they're, they're likely going to be throwing, you know, coming out, throwing the ball here. Um, And they are like, I mean, UCLA is a little more vulnerable against the pass. I just, I think what'll be interesting here is like, I I think they'll have a harder time. They're going to have a harder time. UCLA's defense is better than Colorado's by a long shot. It's not a good defense, but they're a lot better than Colorado. Um, and ASU is going to have long field most of the game. And this USC, this USC offense, they don't turn the ball over, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They this is like the version of the Chip Kelly NFL, like the new Chip Kelly NFL style offense that like I guess he really wanted to build. Like that's actually clicking right now.
0: Yeah, I do think. I, that,
1: I like UCLA here. Like, got it by seventeen, I think that feels right.
0: Yeah, the one thing is ASU will be able to move the ball down the field. Like I, I don't think Borke is gonna bomb it. I think right. he, I think because I don't think he has the arm to like hit outs and you know, like you know, mid mid level outs and and just gun it down the field. So my worry is that they're able just to move the ball methodically and keep the game close ish.
1: I just I think the pressure. I mean, like I think what like even if this game stays close for like the first two or the first half, I think the pressure of the um that the UCLA offense is going to put on the scoreboard is going to force ASU into mistakes offensively.
0: Yeah. Cuz they're going to come out and just be able to score. Yeah. Uh all right, I'll take I'll take UCLA. I'm with you on that one. I do think that there's a world where ASU is just able to kind of just hang like I don't think ASU wins this game but I do think that like they can just hang on and like here's the thing with UCLA is that they run an offense that's really hard to like it's really hard to say oh they're gonna be upset because they're gonna be able to run the ball on you so that like yeah. I just think that they're gonna keep that keep that pedal down um yeah that that makes sense that makes sense and I think they'll be they're gonna be able to score enough points to to get out of that like 10 10 and a half point range okay I think UCLA uh, up next. Cal at USC, Rob. This is a, kind of a weird week. Um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's like you go through here and you're like, yeah, there's some
1: games. Like, I mean, it, like, but it, it's true. Like, there's not, there's not a lot of uh, the Pac-12 has doesn't have a lot of really good games up until we get to that like uh, that weekend where we get you know the the matchups with Oregon and Utah and, and UCLA and um, USC. Although we do get Washington, Oregon.
0: This is the like Cal is one of the few teams where I just can't put my finger on them. Um, I know, I know what UCL, what USC is, right? Like, they're going to be able to score, they're going to be able to put up like at least 35, probably more than that. Um, they can run the ball, they can pass the ball. Caleb Williams is just amazing. Like, he's like, I, I, I really for some reason, like, it's probably because USC is like leaving the conference and they've been super arrogant about it. So that might be yeah. the reason where I'm just like, cause I, I usually don't have like a bitterness towards USC. I want USC to be good this year. I'm kind of like, ah, like I just, I don't like this team. I don't like this team, but I, I, it is a privilege to watch Caleb Williams play football in college. Cause he's just so yeah. much better than everybody else. And he's going to be right. so much better than, than Cal. But what, what, what is this Cal team? What, what are the numbers on, on Cal on both sides?
1: So right now Cal is at fifty-seven defensively in beta rank. And like they've been they've been lit up a little bit, right? Like and and there's they're gonna get another really good offense, you know, coming at them this week. Um, you know, there's you know, they're they're at 63 in effective rush, 48 in effective pass. It does bode well. I mean, like we certainly talked about it last week, like USC uh should have run the ball on one of the worst rushing defenses in college football against Arizona, and they just didn't. Enough. I, I think an interesting question, though, too, and one of the reasons I think USC didn't cover last week is I mean, they had four starters out and like, yeah, like everybody's got injuries. Like I, mean, I had people in the pac like in, in, in you know, on the Pac-12 Twitter tweeting at me like everyone has injuries. Like not everyone's injuries are like a former number one overall recruit and the re- like returning Bolitnikoff winner. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a difference between, you know, Addison and Foreman being out and your guys. Um, so, I mean, I, I I think that is an interesting one to keep an eye on in this game. Um, because I think, I mean, USC is at number four offensively, like they should be able to come in here and and put up points against Cal, right? Like even a kind of middle of the road, power five offense, like Arizona, Cal had to rely on turnovers against them. Um, you know, where Delora had those three picks in that game. I think what, I mean, this game is This game is tough. (laughs) Like for me, I would say, like, Badering's got it at 25, and some of that is like USC has better special teams than Oregon, but like Cal just basically played this game against an incredible offense and a pretty mediocre defense, Um, and it does like, I mean, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, like, can can USC who also, I mean, who just play like like? Can USC keep? I mean, how many do you think they score? I mean, like they just scored forty-five on Arizona. Like Arizona's terrible, terrible on defense, right? Like so, like I I think USC is a little better than Oregon offensively, not much, but a little. You know, like they could come into Cal and put up more points. Um, but like, what is what is what does Vegas have it as currently?
0: So right now the line is Cal twenty-one and a half. Is the USC, USC 21 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. USC's is the, the favorite.
1: I mean, that's, the. I mean, Oregon won by a little more than that. I think Oregon was like, what was that? 17. Yeah. 17. Uh, oh, I mean, I just by a nose, I like USC versus that number. Like just barely. <laughs> like, that's, that's a tough one.
0: I think this Cal team is competent enough to, and they're at home. To put up a n- just enough to be able to, to, to cover, like
1: I, I think, See, like they, they could run. I mean, Cal, what's weird is like Cal can't run the ball unless they're playing Arizona, right? And that's like USC's kryptonite.
0: Yeah, they sh- I mean, yeah, that's true. Like Ott had, oh, good lord, fourteen for fifty seven against <laughs> against Oregon. That is who does not have a good defense, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's. <sighs>
1: Uh, I, I I don't know like it's so if you talk yourself into it like I mean Oregon is like Cal or like our USC is at 82 defensively Oregon's at 83 yeah and the only real separation between these teams is like USC has better special teams by a, bit, a little bit and their offense is like a nose better not much
0: are you talking about between USC and Oregon
1: yeah. yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is like I mean yes the matchups are going to be a little bit different but Like we just basically saw that like a version of this game and Nick threw some picks, right. That kept this game probably a little closer.
0: Yeah. So did plumber though. I, I just, that's true. I just think that like, you know, at at some point you have enough, like I, I just like this. I think this Cal program is dumb, but I do think that they're like buttoned up enough to kind of just keep things close. And I, I know that Jack, plumber got injured in this game, but it looks like he's coming back. And I just, I think that they're just going to be able to do enough to, to be able to get there. Like, look, this USC team is flawed and their schedule is light. And it's just asks a lot. It's kind of like Oregon. You're asking a lot of these teams to keep going and just stepping on the throat of teams and games that really don't matter all that much. And you're asking them to do it on the road. And you know, if I think Cal is, is just a a competent enough team to not get embarrassed at home in front of like the ten fans that are going to be there. Give me Cal. Um, I'm probably not betting this game because uh, you know there's there's a chance USC again scores like 52 and Cal scores yeah. 24 and then I'm kind of hosed. But I think the margin there is a little a little wider than than I'm comfortable with. So are are you taking SC? I'm going
1: to take SC. Like I think they're going to. Uh, I mean. I'm a little worried, like, if Addison doesn't play and Foreman doesn't play, like, I could end up, you know, like, looking dumb. Like, I think USC is is different with those guys, but I'm going to take USC.
0: Yeah. Arizona's defense is dumb. Cal's defense isn't dumb. It's No, no, they're not. They're not. But they did just get torched by Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep a look out there. Uh, up next, let's do Arizona is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite – or, sorry, favorite, LOL uh, – dog on the road against Utah. And, you know, Utah having some injuries here. I, so, so, for first, Utah just is a the worst place to play in the world if you're an opposing team. like that. Like, Salt Lake City is – Lit yeah. it that that stadium is awesome. Those it's going to be freaking cold. Arizona is not used to the cold. Uh That's a lot of points though for for Arizona, a team that can score and is is dealing with a banged up Utah team. I'm I'm curious what you think about this game.
1: This is a funny one. So this opened at 18, and it's down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like but,
1: uh, like the money came in on Arizona. Um... So Beta Ranks got this at 19.8, but there are some reasons for concern, I think, if you're Utah here, Um, not to lose the game, but to cover Um, Utah's like, I think Utah is, and I will say this like Utah is not USC and it is not Oregon offensively. Um, you know, and it's not even Washington offensively. They're a very good offense. They're at number 20 overall in Beta Rank, um, and they're likely going to be able to put up some points against this Arizona squad. And and they may, you know, very well, you know, do what USC would not do and just lean against the lean into the run against what is a very very bad run defense, 122 in effective rush. Um, and we have seen that when teams are willing to do that, <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. money to be made against Arizona. Um, I got to say, though, like the thing that just gives me pause here is like Utah's, So Utah's defense is like by Pac-12 standards decent. They're at 37 overall in beta rank. They are struggling. They are giving up some big plays. They're at number 56 in explosive drives. Um, they are not forcing enough three and outs. Now, their they're really good number is drive efficiency. They find ways to, to take advantage that, 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 that their offense often gives them good field position, and they find ways to get off the field. But they have a big run pass split. They're at 25 in effective rush. They're at 58 in effective pass. Arizona is at 36 offensively. They do not give two craps about putting together long drives to put up points. <laughs> they're at number 99 in drive efficiency. They're at 19 in explosive drives. Like, this is like an all big play offense. Like, when they put it together, like, they're getting big chunk plays down the field and they're at 12 in effective pass. I just don't think, I mean, unless Delora turns it over, like, I just, uh, this is a t- like, this is one where, like, I think if you open up the hood on the matchup, like I don't like. I think if Utah's defense was more balanced, I'd have a little more faith here. But like outside of Clark Phillips, like they've really struggled in coverage, and they're not getting great pass rush going. Like they're not getting good push up front, and Delore is fairly elusive in the pocket. If he buys time, he's going to find guys open.
0: Well, the other thing is uh, Dalton Kincaid looked legit hurt in that game yeah. against Washington state. And he's awesome. Like, and I went like, I want to give a shout out to Hitler Cause Hitler day was all over Kincaid last year. Right. What everybody, myself included was um, looking at the other tight end who is like, Kincaid has been so good. The other, uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, Keithy, like, right. Everybody's looking at Keithy and Hitler Like yo, Kincaid's the truth. Um, and he is, and he looked like he broke his arm or like did something to his shoulder. That, that injury looked real bad. Um, yeah. in addition, I don't know what I'm getting. If I'm getting cam rising, um, I'm, I'm assuming he's playing. Um, but I'm, I'm curious what's going on in that running back room. Uh, I know they have a lot of players, but Thomas is better and he didn't play and like Arizona can move the football. Like I, I don't, I don't just think that Arizona, um, like I think that I don't, I don't believe it's going to happen, but if there's one dumb Arizona game this year, this is it on the road at Utah, Um, with a, that could likely be banged up with a defense that has been a little bit more of a mirage than what you see on the uniforms. like, this is one of those where like, I might sprinkle that money line just, just a tiny bit, but I'm taking the points. That'd be also like, there is a world where, um, Utah runs the ball 75 times and just shuts this yeah. game down. And like right. Whittingham, of all the coaches, Whittingham is the one that's smart enough to be like, yeah, why, why are we even throwing this football around? Right, so, like he is not going to be like
1: Lincoln Riley. Like he is not going to like create his masterpiece. Like <laughs> Kyle Whittingham will be happily sign up to just grind you into the turf. Um, and Delora throws a pick and that's the end of the game. You know, like Delora throws a pick to Clark Phillips and Phillips runs it back versus. touchdown. That. Yeah,
0: Whittingham. I, Whittingham is like is selling limited time screen prints of the first painting <laughs> like, he made. Right, like that's what he's doing.
1: Like Arizona is at the point right now, where like their worst wide wide receiver was one of the top wide receivers for, like recruits in the country. Right, like Singer had a monster game against USC. Like I don't think Utah's got the horses to cover those guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. Give me the points. Give me and Arizona. Even, like, even Arizona's like
1: walk on tight end they picked up is actually kind of good like i <laughs> like it's just, i don't know what to say about this arizona offense there are many many problems with it still but like they're kind of fun
0: yeah yeah like if you're a utah fan you're watching this game like arizona will throw the ball against your defense and delora might but they throw don't a-
1: run the ball fish will not commit to running the ball it's all but it's all like you're it's all the route are at least 10 yards down the field like they're not messing around like they're they're going hunting for deep balls all the time
0: yeah and if like so the key the key here is you got good delora and bad delora you got good bow and bad bow right like he's the homeless man's bow nicks right where he's he's he tries to force things and if you can get to him and, and utah's defensive line isn't great but you know arizona's offensive line is worse you know it's possible that you can get him off his toes and just run around and and do dumb stuff but if he doesn't like arizona doesn't just have a chance to like keep up like they have a chance to win this game like which sounds bizarre but um but if whittingham just runs it down their throat like you're gonna have to force you know nance to actually figure out what to do there we'll see if they can i'm taking the points um, keep a lookout for this game, particularly if there's injuries on Utah's side, if there wasn't that I, I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying. I just, I think that team's pretty banged up and I don't trust their wide receivers. Like, I just don't think they're that good. I know Muddy parks had a good catch. I know that the walk on quarterback, you know, dropped a couple dimes, but, um, yeah. I just, I think at, with, with Kincaid out, this is a different team and, uh, I'm curious where right. it is. So, uh, you know, anything else? Like I, I did think all that said, like we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, Utah won with a backup quarterback, a backup, you know, running back, and no kicker, <laughs> like on the road at the Palouse. Right. So right. like
1: I mean, that, it was that was a really like they they ground out a win, um, like but, and we, I can't like, Arizona's offense is not. Washington State, you know, like they're like Washington State could not take advantage of what Utah struggles with defensively. Like Arizona can't like that's what makes this matchup interesting is like on paper, just on like raw metrics, like Utah should be able to handle Arizona. But when you like dive deeper onto the numbers, like this is a somewhat favorable matchup for the Arizona offense. Like I say that, like we could get bad to I mean, Delora is full on a roller coaster. So we haven't had we haven't had a real bad Delora game in a bit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um gotcha okay well I, I, one more one more note on that Arizona game there was a couple bad calls there similar to the Utah Washington <sighs> State yeah that like th- there was a personal foul called so basically what happened was um uh you know I, I think this was after the onside kick too uh, you know USC's up 20 or something like that or fourteen or whatever kicks an onside kick. Arizona scores. They give it back to to SC. I think Arizona stops SC and Arizona is driving, or no, no, no. no Arizona like
1: driving. They're up by seven and they're stopped on like third down.
0: Yeah, and it was like third and eight or third and and it was a you know it was in that range where like maybe they try to kick the field goal but probably not. Um and and yeah, Arizona bumps like you know it it was a little aggressive. Bumps Williams out of bounds, but then he gets up in his face and the, and the ref throws the flag. And if he doesn't throw that flag, you know, there's a chance that Arizona comes back and makes this more of a game. Um, Similar to the Utah Washington state game where like there, there's just a couple plays where if, if the flat flag gets picked up, it's a different, I don't know if the outcome is different, but certainly the game is much tighter and and much more, you're like sweating out. So um, anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. All right. We're both taking Arizona. Last game, which I think is kind of the mo- most interesting game of the of the week, and that is Oregon State, number twenty three. Oregon State still ranked six and two, is a three and a half point dog on the road against Washington, and this line, Rob, doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> this, this this line
1: does not make sense at all.
0: No, why 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 should, why should Washington be favored against Oregon State?
1: So, like beta Rank has this is like basically a toss up. Um, like Washington's favored by a third of a point, um, against Oregon state, right? Like, so that's basically the, it's like, this is where beta ranks, like it's basically Pick'em gives a slight nod to the home team. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a really interesting game. Like, um, Oregon state comes in at 33 overall in beta rank. Washington comes in at number 37. Washington's defense is an absolute eyesore. They're at 97 overall in Beta Rank. <clears throat> they're at 123 in effective pass. I mean, I it's I, it's the, their their pass defense is so bad it is almost to the point of like it doesn't matter who's going to play against them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You could throw the ball. Um, and I I think that's like you know, Oregon and Oregon State has you know they're they're not exactly. They're not exactly an offensive juggernaut. They're at 46 offensively this season. They've definitely taken a little bit of a step back. They're at 33 in effective rush, but 59 in effective pass. Like I think they're going to be able to run the ball okay against Washington, but I think they're going to be able to to throw the ball too, because Washington's pass defense is just that bad. Um, you know, and and I mean Washington's giving up uh, 2.61 points per drive uh, defensively there. I mean, you flip it around, like this is going to be kind of a fun matchup. Like Washington's offense is at number 11 in Beta Rank. Um, they're a terrific passing offense. They get, it, by Pac-12 standards, pretty good Beaver defense. Like 29 in Beta Rank. Um, they're they're a little better against the run, 27 in effective rush, than they are against the pass. But like, I mean, this is going to be a fun matchup. Like I expect Washington's still absolutely going to be able to put up some points here, but like the Beavs are going to slow it down they're going to take their time when they have the football and I expect them to be able to put up points too.
0: Yeah. I don't like, so I actually, I nailed this in terms of, uh, of picking what I thought the spread would be. I I said Washington three and a half, but I just don't agree with it. I just think that Oregon state is, um, I think they have a chance to win this game. I'm curious to see how, uh, what's, what's Washington's run defense again? Were they ranking?
1: 47, 47. But a part of it is, is like you have, so like, because when you you're, when it. your are pa- yeah. yeah, when your past defense is that bad, like teams are often not going to run the ball against you very much too. I mean, like the beta rank, the defensive and the defensive metrics are calculated at the margin. So, you know, like you're, it's not that like, you know, it's not how many times someone runs against you. It's what happens, you know, when they do run, you know? Um, so I would say like their, their run defense is better, but it's not good. 47 overall is not a good run defense
0: yeah yeah give me give, i think Oregon State wins this game um i think they just grind one out and you know washington like i just think that this is a, a well they're you know i don't think i don't think oregon state's as good as some folks think that they are but it's a competent team that's going on the road against a team that doesn't know how to play defense so give me give me the points um i'm getting the the hook and i'll take the beefs how about yourself who you taking
1: I'm gonna take the beeps.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that wraps everything up this week, Rob. anything else you want to plug?
1: Uh, I'm gonna do the Saturday. Six. I've just been crazy busy at work. Um, I got to get this edit. Also, of course, Halloween happened. I got to get the Saturday six done tomorrow. Um, I'm excited. Like, check out uh, FCS Beta Rank. Like, it's starting to get really dialed in. <laughs> like, uh, especially if you look at like the FCS top 25 ranking. Um, Beta Rank's been crushing that of late. Like, Beta Rank is often taking teams that the voters would think of as an underdog in FCS games, um, and uh, Beta Rank's pulling it out. Like, Sacramento State beat Montana two weeks ago and um, turned the ball over four times and still won. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And had, Montana was like the number three team in like the FCS top twenty five ranking. And uh, I was like, no, no, no. I think this is I think this is the other way around.
0: Huh. Well yeah, keep a lookout for that. That's fascinating. Uh the FCS games. We also have FBS stuff, uh Sharp College Football on YouTube, sharpcollegefootball.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.